Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. Your host is Michelle Beck. Our show is here to help breast cancer patients, survivors, thrivers, their friends and family by providing resources, support, and inspiration they can use right now. Here is your host, Michelle Beck. Hello and welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network and thanks for joining us today. My name is Michelle Beck. I'm a two-time 10-year survivor of breast cancer. I'm the program's assistant at Breast Friends of Oregon. And when I have time, which is not very often, you can find me on social media at I Never Liked Pink. So today we have such an interesting guest. She's a woman of many talents. Her name is Elizabeth Lavenu. She's a sound healer and a vocalist. So Elizabeth moved to Portland when she was 17 to go to college and never left other than spending a year in India, which I'm actually fascinated about. And I want to hear more about that. She's a sound healer, voice and meditation teacher, performer, and also a non-denominational minister. So if you're in the Portland area and you need a kick-ass woman to perform your marriage, she's your girl. Her purpose in life is to be a catalyst for transformation through the energy of sound and presence. Now, if that doesn't sound wonderful, I don't know what is. She's going to tell us all about that today. And as a musician and spiritual seeker, she's trained with numerous teachers and received life-changing healing over her decades in this business. And through both, she does private and group healing sessions. The strength of and sensitivity of her voice combines with the drumming, Reiki, and intention to release energy that might be stuck in our bodies and help open up for clarity of the present moment, which is super important because so many of us cannot really get to the present moment and be mindful and her teachings allow you to do that she also has clients explore their own voices for expression and healing during those lessons she lives here in the portland area with her wife myra and their two daughters in northeast portland and i'm so thrilled elizabeth welcome thank you for being here today great thank you so much for having me it's really wonderful yeah well so i I gave you an intro, and is there anything that I missed that you would like to highlight? Sure. Um, I'm also a dancer, love all forms of dance. And in regards to my healing process, um, I, I just want to state outright, I'm not a cancer survivor. I am, however, a survivor of incest. And that is something in my early childhood that I've been healing with and through my whole life as well as um, neck injuries that I had also at a very young age and then many car accidents. So there's been lots and lots of layers of healing Mm -hmm. in my path that have um, brought me here. And I also, as a caregiver, have had the great good fortune of um, having amazing parents. My mother, she passed about four years ago. She was a woman who lived with quadriplegia for the last Mm -hmm. 20 years of her life. And so myself and my family got to be some of her caregivers. And in those years, we really deepened in our capacity for compassion for self in the process as a caregiver, as well as compassion for her in her process of all the ups and downs of, you know, day to day life and the challenges of having a long term illness and or condition in which you're really faced with immense challenges. So. Well, Elizabeth, thank you. More. Yeah. Thank you for sharing all of that. It's I know it's incredibly personal, but it does give a little bit more perspective about I would say where you ended up in life and mm-hmm. you have gone through your own healing process to get to this point to be able to help, which I love highlighting those individuals regardless if you've had cancer or not, you've experienced trauma. And I believe what you what you teach and what you work with your clients on as a sound healer and a vocalist, it you've you've taken the path yourself and now you can lead others forward. And I love that. So in your typical day, what would you, what do you do as a sound healer? Sure. So I start by waking up my body and my voice, since this is the instrument, right? And the voice being the closest instrument to the heart. I'm also just making sure I'm clear. So sometimes um, I really need to exercise to ground myself more because I can be pretty buzzy up here. (laughs) Get in the body, come on back in. Um, I do my warm-ups for my voice so that I'm fully open and ready for a session. And then I... 
we'll sometimes have sessions that are I'm usually around 90 minutes um, in which, and I'll explain more as we go along what those really look like, but I will combine then sound healing sessions with voice lessons. So I also teach right here, private sessions, um, have a wonderful studio space here in Northeast Portland. And um, and then sometimes that's going to fold into working on a ceremony. I'm a minister and um, sometimes I'm prepping for various ceremonies that I'm doing. And then also as a vocalist, I'm wanting to keep myself moving forward towards the next performance. And so I'll also have pockets in there where I'm listening to new artists. I'm exploring my own voice, new capacities. I'm networking, lots of networking these days. So my days really vary, which I really love. I, I cherish that. Definitely, because if you're doing the same thing over and over, it can be kind of like Groundhog Day and you're like, wow, I, I need something else. But you are so passionate about what you do. How did you get into this field? I imagine, did you start as a vocalist at a young age and it progressed from there? That's right. So I'm the youngest of four, me and my three sisters, we were actually all singing together. My dad's uh Presbyterian minister, still working part-time at age 92. No kidding. So, so we started, I know, right? So we started, and I started at age four performing, and I was shaking in my shoes, but then I just was able to cultivate it. And I feel, I just want to give a shout out to my parents. Thank you so much for encouraging my talent and bringing me forward. So I just started off as a vocalist and moved into studying music at Lewis and Clark College, um, and then moved into healing. As soon as I graduated from college, I started to waken up to what is going on here? Why am I feeling really intense and have so much anxiety? And there was just so much I didn't understand about myself. And then Mm -hmm. my healing journey really began, I think, intensely at around age 21, in which I then started to have memories and have Mm -hmm. incredible stuff arriving. And then, of course, seeking support, group therapy, individual, all the things. But within that, I was always drawn back to meditation and chanting. So my first trip to India was at age 19 with Lewis and Clark College. Mm -hmm. My second trip was also with Lewis and Clark College at age 25. Second time I got to go as a trip leader, which was really amazing. Um, but, But throughout all these years of healing for myself, I realized you know, as a singer, there is a way in which the capacity of the voice to heal ourselves is, it's huge. We don't even know often the immensity of what we hold within us. Again, the heart, the voice being so close. So as I started to deepen into both performing and chanting and healing through sound, I realized there's so many more layers of opening and expanding that I hadn't even felt into and that I could get to somewhat in talk therapy and somewhat through body work and all the other things that were happening, but it still wasn't feeling like it was allowing the depth that I needed and still need. This isn't past tense. And so um, so through that, you know, I'm, I'm spanning decades here. I'm now 54. Mm-hmm. Um, moving into... Um, really, the big next transformation happened when I felt called to be a minister. And that was just before COVID. Um, some of my teaching needed to go away. I was still doing private work, but then there was this big opening and I was like, what, what, what is, what is meant to be here? I have a degree in religion. I also in music, but I never felt called to go to seminary. Um, as a non-denominational minister, I feel really that I'm a Christian, Hindu, pagan Buddhist. <laughs> I love it. You're combining the best of all of the things. And why not? Because yeah. there's so much out there. Mm-hmm. There's there's no one who says you have to be this one thing. Well, right. there are people, but they're wrong. Um, <laughs> that's the way I look at it. Because yeah. you've you've lived this life and you've you've learned about the different the different parts of the various religions and what works for you. And the God or gods that are out there, great. They, you know, it's, it's what is, it's such a personal experience. Right. 
And how did you, what kind of training did you have to have? So you, you were obviously a trained vocalist in, in college and moving forward, but to work on the sound healing and the, all of, sorry, I'm, I, I don't know enough about it. All the things sure. of the sound healing, what, what yeah. do you go through to get where you're at today? Right. So the journey really began to unfold in another way through COVID, because as we all experienced, that was hard. There was a lot of time we had on our hands, um, still do to some degree. And so within that, I um, started training with a sound healer here in Portland and discovered the power of drum with voice, with intention. And so that to me was really the opening, kind of the gateway that allowed me to start to explore for myself and feel confident in myself that I could open up intuitively to guidance as my voice can be a healing instrument. And I've known that and experienced that in other ways, but to to actually allow the raw sound to come through me, through the voice and the drum was a game changer. And within that, um, Reiki, I don't know if we mentioned, that is also part of the training I received through COVID. And um, and so that Reiki is a Japanese energy work. Um, all of those things combined allowed for me to then step into um, the subtle energies. So there's definitely the ways in which sound and vibrational medicine moves and changes us. But what I find most powerful is how it draws us back to presence. So presence is the word that I use for spirit, God, source, you can fill that in for yourself. I'll just use the word presence. But that for me is the foundation of my practice and my teaching, and which is that as we go into deeper healing work, we are um, approaching ourselves with love for sure. We're working with acceptance, yes, um, just being with what is. And we're riding the waves of those experiences. Um, for instance, a thought wave or a sound wave or a sensation. So we play with these different concepts in, um, in private sessions. And I also teach group classes. Um, but, but just to clarify presence, how does that affect us? How does that change anything? Mm -hmm. So oftentimes in mindfulness and meditation practices, there is the experience of and the, the training is based on returning to the breath. Gorgeous. Absolutely the foundation of yeah. life, of the practice. Yes. And, and these practices that I'm working with start there and then we go into presence. We allow ourselves to experience how it simply feels to be you. It's <laughs> so basic. It's completely overlooked. It seems ridiculous to even say it. Okay. It's not though, because people don't take the time to do that because yeah. we are, especially in today's society, it's, it's do, do, do. What can you get done in a day? And that's how, unfortunately, success is often measured, not how right you are with your body and yourself and your mind, which mm -hmm. I, I love all of the non-traditional therapy therapies for a be lack of a better term that are coming up and especially here in Portland there's so many things to try that mm -hmm. really we're hopefully going to get to a better place overall mm -hmm. right now if I'm watching you do a session with someone what does that look like from I guess the outsider's point of view sure so from the outside um, I have a massage table here nice and comfy um, I, I bring out my drum. It's a large gathering drum, various instruments as well. And um, the clients will be on the table, face up or face down, whatever's comfortable. And I will begin at the drum. And the first part of the session is opening to spirit, is grounding um, both myself and the client. And then depending on what's needed, I might stay at the drum for a longer period of time. Um, but if people want more Reiki, then I will Reiki is um, can be hands on, 
most of the time it's hands-on. I do this work online as well, but um, it's most effective hands-on. And so then I will move to using my voice and the energy moving through my hands to address particular needs that the person and I have discussed prior to the session. So that's from the outside. Mm-hmm. What about from the inside? Yeah, from the what inside. Is, if I'm a patient or on yeah. your table or a client, what sure. am I going to experience? Sure. So clients um, often come with some level of discomfort. So that can be physical or emotional. So during the process, um, that's going to shift. There is, and I think we're almost out of time here. No, um, you're good. There's some, some people experience tingling. Some people experience warmth. Um, some people will actually have emotional release during sessions. Um, other times, there is just a general sense of lifting of energetic patterns that are shifting and releasing and then opening. So it really is about returning us to who we truly are, which is in our essence, love. I love that. That is the perfect yeah. place to take a break. There you go. Uh, it, all, it all starts and ends with love. So listeners, please stay with us. We have so much more to talk about when we come back. If you or a loved one need our services, please go to breastfriends.org and check out patient programs to see what we can do for you. If you'd like to donate to help us on our mission to ensure that no one goes through cancer alone, there's a big button on our website that says donate, or you can text BF radio to 41444. We'll see you back in a minute. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to continue our mission that no woman goes through cancer alone and to keep the show going. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can text BF Radio to 41444. Or visit us at breastfriends.org to donate. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon or follow us on Instagram at Breast Friends PDX. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are tuned in to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. To reach the program today, please call us at 1 866 472 5792. Again, that's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Michelle Beck at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Thank you for staying with us. I am Michelle Beck. My guest is Elizabeth Lavenu, and she's a sound healer. And we are talking about all the things that go with that. So we've just talked about how the sessions might look from an outside perspective and what I might feel if I'm getting one. But Elizabeth, what is going to bring someone to you for this practice? Great. Thanks. So um, people will come for various reasons. Some have come just post-surgery. Um, are dealing with physical and or emotional energetic shifting. Um, some are moving towards surgery and looking for healing, looking for compassion, grounding. Um, my voice students are often either coming for just opening through the voice and clarity, but I also work with people who are, you know, simply wanting to express themselves differently in the world. And so um, either sound healing practices or private voice lessons. And so we'll kind of be clarifying those a little bit more as we go now, what mm-hmm. those look like. But um, those are just a few of the, the things that people will come for. 
Now, if someone is coming, because the majority of our listeners are those who've been diagnosed with, with cancer, how can the sound healing and the transformation process with what you guide them through help them move to move forward? Great. So um, I'd like to just try a few moments together and we'll, we'll do a practice together here online. And um, granted, online is quite different than in person, but we'll just dive in a little bit. So um, one of the um, perspectives is to look at whatever is happening to us in the moment through four ends. So those are the first one is now. So here we are at presence right? Bringing ourselves back again and again to being present now. The second is notice. So we're just simply going to notice what's here. Part of that then rolls into acceptance of what is in this moment. The third is nearer. Whatever that experience is, oftentimes the body mind wants to be like, oh, away. I don't want it. Especially if it's something challenging or difficult, clearly. Mm-hmm. So then allowing for us to just even for a few moments, bring whatever that is, that sensation, that emotion, et cetera, nearer to us. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth is non-attachment. This is something, of course, that is not so easily addressed in a minute or two, but it's just recognizing that as we um, gain perspective, right? That's another way to describe non-attachment, that maybe the thought, the sensation, the emotion, whatever that is, can feel so overwhelming that we're fused with it. Ah, if I have just a bit of space, and now I'm able to just witness that, then I, there's there can be another opening for shift. So again, riding the waves. So what we're going to do right now is we're just going to play with some of these, um, okay. these pointers. So if you'd like to close your eyes, you're welcome to do that. Mm-hmm. You're also welcome to leave them open. I'm just resting gently on a, on a focus point. And so let's just drop in. And as you drop in, connect to your breath. Just noticing the in-breath. Noticing the out-breath. Very simple. Bringing ourselves to now. Just resting back into this moment, into the feeling of this moment. And now notice any sensation in the body, any sensation at all. Could be simply the sensation of the breath. Could be a more uncomfortable sensation. We're simply going to notice it. And now we're going to allow that sensation to come even nearer. So let yourself really just sit with that sensation. Notice, does it have an edge? Does it have a periphery? Does it have a center? If you were to describe that sensation, what might that be? And now we're simply going to rest back into the feeling of letting go. The feeling of letting go and resting back into the feeling of you. Just simply yourself in this moment. And in that, we're going to now feel into that sensation with just a little bit of space, just a little less attachment. So we're witnessing, we're we're sitting in and just noticing that sensation.
this sensation of you is presence, is that which is unchanging. It's just simply being. And when we can touch into this in our day-to-day life, in just the briefest moments, we can allow for things to shift. So take a deep breath. And go ahead and open your eyes when you're ready. Okay, I need you to guide me every morning in this. (laughs) Okay, great. We can arrange that. (laughs) As amazing as this sounds, so I have had for the past few weeks a a knot in my levator scapula. So the back here behind underneath my collarbone, my shoulder blade. And it's it's getting better, but it's been pretty constant. And I will honestly say just sitting in here and breathing into it and focusing on that, it let up a little bit. Okay. Which is, and it's it's been something I'm struggling with a lot lately. And I, it just that the, the presence and the focusing on the now and, and it's literally like, I was like imagining like putting a line around it and where's the center and then just like letting it go. And it, it did release a bit. So thank you for that. I, mm, you're welcome. It, it's amazing. I think too, especially how online you can, you can still do these practices because it's really, we just, we need the coaching and the guidance to do it. It doesn't have to be in person. I mean, mind you, I really want to experience it in person, <laughs> right? but even doing yeah. it this way is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Now you had mentioned, or it's on your website. I'm not sure whether about how you kind of use your intuition to sense what your clients need. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yes. So whether it's sound healing or voice work, I'm constantly checking in with something other than the mind. Yeah. And so again, that word presence, whatever that place is inside that uh, from which our guidance arises, um, especially within the sound healing work, I'm allowing images, sensations, maybe it's a word or a thought cluster or whatever that is to move through to inform me as to what needs to shift next. Because within energy work, um, there isn't ABCD. There could be, but not in this particular flow. There is very much a sense of spontaneous movement. And as we move through our daily life, we also will notice that we have ways in which we have structure and then we have freedom, right? We need this throughout our lives. And so the beauty of this work and these practices that I'm teaching as well is that we're both embracing structure, perhaps it's a vocal technique, perhaps it's focusing on the breath or aspects of mindfulness, and then we're really opening into the freedom. And that's a part in my process in voice work that I had to really embrace even more because I was starting to feel like I'm stagnant, like I've just been doing the same thing. I mean, I've been teaching vocal technique, et cetera, for 25 years. It's like, okay, what else is going to be mixed up here? And within allowing for the meditation practice, particularly, um, I find myself having an anchor, finding a way in which I am able to combine technique with the freedom of allowing the voice to intuitively move in this way. I would have never thought of that. That could sound wild. What? (laughs) So it's opening opening to the wildness. There you go. And and letting that not only show up, but be an essential component of healing. Because again, the mind is going to want to control and fix and shape. And thank you, mind. We need the mind. We are not rejecting the mind at any point. This is acceptance and love, right? And so whatever that practice is, as we allow for the freedom, then we're opening to spirit truly and i think that many of my clients would say they experience that in sessions as well what kind of feedback do you get from your clients after the sessions so um so you know during the session i mentioned some of that afterwards 
Um, often it's it's a big picture experience. So people will say, say in the immediate 24 hours, some people continue to have energetic shifts, clearings, dreams that are vivid and different, or perhaps they're now having a talk with their spouse that they needed to have for 20 years. Um, but but in the then the expansion through the next week or weeks, people will describe increased sense of centeredness, of grounding, um, a clarity of decision-making, um, perhaps contentment, a deeper sense of peace, and most definitely increased sense of love and compassion for oneself and one's process. That's amazing. Now, you have talked about multiple things so far, but how do you feel that sound healing, meditation, and voice work combine to create this transformation in your clients? Um, so back to grounding. So in my years of work, again, I mentioned like, I love, I'm, I'm busy. I can get just really up here. Go, go, go. I'm a Sagittarian. I'm shooting lots of different arrows. <laughs> and in that there's like so much creativity and blossoming of that. But then how does that get channeled? How does that ground in? And so in my meditation teacher training, I really um, just feel so blessed and grateful to many of my teachers. By the way, I didn't mention them specifically, but I've just had um, great, great good fortune to work with so many, so many teachers. Um, but in my most recent training as a meditation teacher, realizing that I needed to have a way in which the informal practice, we could call it, in daily life was guiding me back into presence. And that whether that's sounding or that sensation riding those waves, right, that the recognition that all of these waves of experience, they come back. We always are coming back into now. And that that process of riding the waves and then returning is the foundational process of our lives, right? This isn't like got to go sit on a cushion doing meditation things and then getting up and then getting really pissed off and reactive and then, you know, all the things, right? Like, right. That, that, yeah. yeah. If you're, if you're doing that, the work you're doing isn't going to do any good. You have to carry right. it through the rest of your life. Right. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I've kind of gone on a tangent here, but, um, but what I've noticed is that the, the essence of doing this is there's not a particular goal, right? And so for in the healing process, we recognize that, yes, we might be looking at a surgery date or we might be looking at perhaps we're caregiving for someone who's in hospice now or whatever that level of, of depth is of healing that's needed. And still, we bring ourselves back. And in bringing ourselves back to presence, we are able to be more present to ourselves, just in a simple noticing of, I'm exhausted. I have to tap out. I can't be sitting with you anymore, mom. And now it's time for me to get someone else. I hadn't noticed that before. Oh, I have more awareness of self. Um, or perhaps it is um, recognizing that we need a little humor in the situation, right? Humor is healing. Always. For sure, you know, so to have more subtle layers of awareness available is going to allow for ourselves and our own healing as well as those that we're with and we're caring for. Perfect. Who are the general population that you work with? Is it most, do you, is it voice and they kind of move over to the healing part or is it someone right. coming in saying, wow, I want to try this new type of healing? Sure. Um, who, who are the main people that find you? Sure. Oftentimes it's people coming for voice work and then opening up into sound healing. Um, but it's also people that are coming for, again, um, deeper understanding of themselves and also healing through various forms of trauma, injury, illness, etc. So it's, it's really both avenues right now, I find. Perfect. So we are going to take another quick break. We have more to talk about. Listeners, if you would like to be my guest on Breast Friends Cancer Support Network, you can reach me at Michelle Beck at breastfriends.org. Stay with us. We'll be back. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. 
Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to continue our mission that no woman goes through cancer alone and to keep the show going. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can text BF Radio to 41444 or visit us at breastfriends.org to donate. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon or follow us on Instagram at Breast Friends PDX. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are tuned in to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. To reach the program today, please call us at 1 866 472 5792. Again, that's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Michelle Beck at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Hello and welcome back. I'm Michelle Beck. My guest is Elizabeth Lavenu, and we are talking about sound healing and the transformation it can make in your life. Now, Elizabeth, we've talked a bit about the he- the sound healing portion, but what do you do vocally with your clients who are coming in for that aspect of your practice? Sure. So... People can come to me that are really wanting to train in how to use their voice to help heal themselves and their community. Um, so I feel, I find that happens in a variety of ways. So, um, students might come and really want to have a better sense of how to use their voice safely and then how to express through song or chant. And some people are going to come and are with me in that place of freedom and improvisation in which they're exploring how the heartbeat is going to inform the drum, which informs the voice, which informs the healing. So it's very individual in regards to what people are looking for. But I find that generally, as we bring ourselves back to starting with grounding and centering, um, sometimes it's going to be starting with technique and getting more into form. Or again, sometimes we're, we're jumping right into what is emotionally, um, energetically needed right now for you that's wanting to shift. So that shift, again, can come through my voice as it does if a client is on the table. But I feel really passionate about what is happening for your voice? How can your voice be brought in to heal you in the world, to heal then your community in the world? And again, perhaps that's going to look like a structure of a song. And perhaps it's not. Perhaps it's going to just be, ah, you know, and, and what is moving through? And then how that allows for emotional, perhaps physical release as well is spontaneous and beautiful in that spontaneity. So... So you're, you can give your clients guidance on how to use their voices when they're not in your practice or not in your presence to heal themselves because you're giving them the, the techniques and the power to at any moment take that time and be like, okay, I can use this, the techniques and what I've learned for my own benefit when I'm not with Elizabeth. Yes. Yes. So let's try a little bit of that right now. So um, this is just going to be a very... Um, simple pinpoint. And um, I, I am going to ask people to sound. Michelle, you can or cannot if you want to. I'm here and for that. the journey. Why not? Okay, great. So, um, so healing sounds in life. Yes. So sometimes those are going to be mantras. Those are going to be syllables, prayers, um, any tradition, right? is going to have those healing sounds. Right now, we're just going to play with Om. 
Mm-hmm. which is that primordial vibration of the universe. And so we're going to start. Um, let's just drop in again. If you want to close your eyes, you're welcome to do that. You're welcome to leave them open if that's more comfortable. And we're going to drop back in. And since we were riding the waves of sensation earlier, let's do that again. So let's just start by noticing the sensations of the breath. And now, if you would please return to that sensation that we visited earlier, and if that's an uncomfortable one, just know we're going to be there just for a minute and allow your attention to rest into that sensation fully. And now we're going to ohm. And as we ohm, no right or wrong pitch, no right or wrong way to do it. We're going to allow the vibration of that ohm to rest into the sensation. So take a deep breath. And one more time. And now just noticing that sensation again. This time we're going to rest back. And now we're just going to let go and rest back from any outcome, any particular need, want, just letting go and resting back into you. And allowing in a bit of love. And filling that space now with that love Filling that space with some acceptance. And some gratitude. All right. When you're ready, please open your eyes. I love that. It's just a little taste. Yes. It's amazing. Um, Well, a couple things I noticed. One thing that I need to work on my... um, my amount of breath that I can take in and put out because you, sure, you sure. can ohm a lot longer than I can. <laughs> okay, no worries. No agenda. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I, I definitely enjoy that. And it reminds me of the gratitude at the end. It's always so important. Last year um, or earlier this year, I have no concept of time anymore after COVID. <laughs> it's all just one big, long timeline. I had a wonderful guest on talking about mindfulness through meditation, Dr. Michelle Campbellis. And one of her mantras I've adopted, and it's, I'm grateful for this breath, this body, and this life. Mm. And I say that every day because while my body has been through a lot, and I've been through cancer twice, I'm so grateful that every day that I'm still here to experience the breath in my body and how strong my body has fought for me and that I'm living here every day. So I think taking the time to think about how grateful we are after even a small session like that is is pretty fabulous. So thank you for leading us through that. Mm-hmm. Now, in terms of how, what is your take on how something like this really helps ease pain, the, the mindfulness and the meditation? Mm-hmm. What does that do physically for our bodies? Mm-hmm. You bet. So um, I mentioned earlier on that I had various neck injuries. My first neck injury was at 10 weeks old. A little shocking. My mom pulled me out of the car seat too fast. Mm -hmm. And then back in the day, what they did is they put you in a neck collar. So as an infant, I was in a neck collar for weeks. Mm -hmm. And so as you can imagine then how that kind of sets up into the body. And so in my um, decades of healing and working with physical pain, what I found is that there is what we call like a first dart and a second dart. So um, the first dart will be what is happening right now. Perhaps for me, it might be, oh, my neck hurts again. Okay, actually, I just went to the second dart. Pardon me. The first dart is noticing the sensation. So if I'm resting in, mm, yep, there's a sensation in my neck. 
I'm well aware, had it forever, that story, right? So, but the sen- just noticing the bare sensation, that's the first dart. The second dart is what I went to, which is the way the mind describes it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. Oh, it's always going to be here. da 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 Right. Whatever, whatever we layer onto it. Mm-hmm. So just in that simple perspective of recognition of what is and then what is the story of what is, that can allow for just a little bit of space to open up in feeling what is happening in the body. And we did it. We practiced that a little bit, mm-hmm. but there's a way in which um, uh, this work is used and has been used um, by the meditation teachers, Kimberly and Jim Carson, in um, various um, research studies with fibromyalgia, cancer, chronic illness, etc. So, you know, there's there's decades of research kind of underpinning all of this, but just in the nugget, it's the recognition that when we are able to experience presence once again, that when we're able to have that neurological experience, right? Because um, here's another example of first dart, second dart. You hear a bump in the night, I wake up, ah, immediately fight or flight or freeze, right? Like what is happening? It's a burglar. Oh, it's just a dog. Oh, <laughs> right. I mean, we've been there. Always like, the oh, dog. right. Okay. Thank God. So that experience in the body, quite different, right? From it's a burglar to, oh, it's a dog. So in the the awareness that the way the body mind configures so quickly, it's it's miraculous, really, that we are then able to have an awareness of that a, and then now now what, right? And so in our day to day life, these things are happening all the time. Stress is a part of daily life. So how are we physically? In that configuration of neurologically, things are shifting and perhaps in a way that we don't want them to. Or, ah, can we notice, ha, I just almost went down that tangent. Wow, I'm so glad I didn't go down that tangent. I don't need to go down that tangent, (laughs) right? And so, you know, again, in my situation, that tangent might simply be the story of, oh, my neck still hurts. I can't believe it. It's going to hurt forever. Oh, wow. Look at that story. Hmm. I can buy into that or not, right? And so these are just some examples mm-hmm. of how we can be with physical or emotional issues just in the day to day, right? This is about where the rubber meets the road in life. <laughs> yeah. Right. And you have the ability to change your own narrative. That's right. That's right. Thank heavens. Yes. Yeah. Big picture stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. When we had talked previously, you mentioned something called the wisdom traditions. Uh, what is that and how is it connected to healing? Yes. So wisdom traditions are um, that aspect of all the major religious and spiritual traditions of the world, truly, that recognize that the foundation of suffering is separation. So, in other words, any spiritual tradition is going to have its beliefs, et cetera, et cetera. You could think of the wisdom traditions as the mystical side of um, religious traditions, mm-hmm. but but whatever that descriptor is, it takes as the foundation of suffering, I'm separate. Could be I'm separate from an experience I'm having in my body, my mind, I am separate from you, whatever that form of separation is, right? And we recognize this is how we are moving through the world. We need to have that sense of separation for safety at times, for sure. But we also recognize that when we are able to, again, return to that presence within us, we can start to feel more compassion for self in that we recognize that actually, fundamentally, I'm not separate. You know, um, recent experience, I'm healing for childhood asthma that has to do with residual stuff from the incest. Mm -hmm. And as I read in the paper, Oh, ICUs are filling up. Pediatric ICUs are completely full in the state of Oregon. Oh, the RSV is insane right now. Right? And, Mm -hmm. you know, and in my healing process, like, I find that I am doing some grieving for my issues as well. And that I recognize breathing, right? This is the foundation. I am connected 
in some way, shape, or form to the healing of these children that's happening in ICU, right? And so it's a way in which we we know these things, but oftentimes we don't want to necessarily feel the intensity of all of these things that are happening in the world. And so the way in which we can, with compassion and acceptance, bring ourselves back to, yes, I am having this experience, my individual limited experience in this body-mind, and wow, do I have a lot of resources. Wow, am I actually connected to my partner, my family, my neighbors, my community, my world in this experience as well. And that then helps us break through isolation, which has been huge during COVID, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, so again, just the, the gratitude for... This experience, thank you, because I know we're getting to the, to the to the end here as we close. So I want to read a quote Please. because this kind of ties in here with um, this interconnectedness, this web that we all weave together. Mm-hmm. And so this is Thich Nhat Hanh. You are me and I am you. It is obvious that we inter-are. You cultivate the flower in yourself so that I will be beautiful. I transform the garbage in myself so that you do not have to suffer. I support you. You support me. I am here to bring you peace and you are here to bring me joy. Oh, I just got yeah. chills. I love that so much. And that. it's it's kind of how it brings me to how I end every episode. We rise by lifting each other. Yeah. We are we are all so connected. And I think healing through connectivity, sharing your trauma eases the trauma for everyone involved. Right. And it allows us to fill our souls. So Elizabeth, we are so I'm thank you so much for being here today. Yes. Tell our listeners where they can find you on online and on the socials. Sure. So online, my website, um, have a number of them, but go to deeply-listening.com, deeply-listening.com, um, Instagram, Elizabeth-Lavenue, um, Facebook, Elizabeth-Lavenue, and I have a link tree if you're a link tree person. So link tree is slash e-Lavenue, and the link tree will then list all of my upcoming courses and um, sessions. So I will be starting a new meditation course in January. I'll be offering an introduction to sound healing um, that will be happening hopefully in January as well. Um, Private sessions are ongoing. And the most um, recent upcoming thing for me is that I'll have a table at the Metaphysical and Wellness Fair, which is happening here in Portland this coming weekend, December 17th and 18th. Just kidding, because this is airing. (laughs) Okay, well, Well, that's awesome. Keep going to link tree and to see what Elizabeth has coming up next. So Elizabeth, thank you so, so much for being here. It has been my pleasure and I cannot wait to experience some of this myself. So listeners, we'll be back next week. And until then, remember, we rise by lifting each other. Thank you for listening to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. Please join Michelle back again next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We rise by lifting each other.